This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Welcome, my fellow Schwoke Lords. What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lords. Trademark favorite podcast. How's it going, everyone? Uh, for those of you watching, as you can see, I got a haircut, which I desperately needed. Um, you know, <clears throat> I realized this. I used to, pre-COVID, I was always really good. I could go like every one, I went for like every four weeks or whatever around there, you know, around four weeks, go ahead and get my haircut, you know, keep up with things, you know, <clears throat> before I did any podcasting, like on video, um, and then COVID happened and, you know, it's like, it's like, don't, you know, don't be around people. So it's like, I waited till I, you know, really needed a haircut <coughs> or for, or whatever. Now, I just uh, wait until kids bully me on TikTok. They're like, what the fuck is going on with your hair? That's literally what they're, they're saying that shit. They're like, what's going on with your hair? Oh, it's not cool. Um, they're not nice. Anyways, though, I got a haircut. It, it, the haircuts feel nice, though. Uh, just like, uh, you know, to get this volume, I have to use a hairdryer and... Uh, when I, you know, when the hair's a lot shorter, when it gets longer in here, I take, you have to, I try to dry it too, and it's kind of a pain, but when, you know, when it's shorter, it's nice, you know, it's less time to, takes less time, and I thin it out and shit like that, but anyways, though, I'm looking, looking cool and fresh for, uh, specifically, women's, it's still women's history month, I didn't get as much shit on, uh, uh, horrible women I think are attractive this year, mainly because, I think the people who did care are not watching, <laughs> checking out the show anymore. To be honest with you, they don't. I don't think they're checking out this show anymore. <laughs> it's like last year. I got a lot of comments like, because last year I talked about was it two, a, a woman who killed a boyfriend, a woman who possibly killed her baby. You know, I I think Casey Anthony is responsible for the death for at some point. You know, you know, parenting's hard. Like the fact that mo parents can keep their kids alive for the most part, is a miracle, you know? I'm not saying she, like, indirectly or directly killed her daughter, but she did not handle that shit well. <laughs> and, 
I guess that's how she became responsible for it. I don't know if she, like, shut the fuck up, stab, stab. <coughs> and hell, we do. Weird. Welcome to Cancel Shweezy, everyone. Uh, the only podcast that's gonna leprechaun D's nuts. Ah! Uh, it's, it's always good to, to get you with that shit. It's uh, the St. Patrick's week, I guess. I think it's Friday this year. Anyways, though, I don't have a lot of green clothes, so I looked around uh, my mom's house, and uh, I found this scarf that's green and either... Yeah, it's dark blue from what it looked like. It could be black on your end. It could be dark blue. Hopefully it's more black. Uh, future me is going to deal with that. I'm going to take out the green screen that's blue because I thought the green would clash, but this is also dark blue. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll turn out. Maybe things will turn out fine. Uh... The thing is, with that kind of shit, uh, unless you're doing it kind of like a live type of recording, uh, the camera's not hooked up to my computer where I can eliminate the background at this point. It's not the fucking weather, okay? So hopefully it looks good. Um, but yeah, so it's Leprechaun. So I, and also the background for those listening, not watching, it's a Patrick Star on top of a background of a very high-definition photo of... Uh, it's not three-leaf clo- clovers. I think they're called clovers. <clears throat> four-leaf clovers. I'm like, no, nah, these aren't four-leaf. I, I had a friend. Apparently, four-leaf clo- clovers, like, the existence of them are real, which is not surprising. Like, sometimes they have four. You're like, all right. <coughs> all right, that makes sense. You know? I had friends who would occasionally find them, and I'm like, I don't know if it's real or not, but, but honestly, though, like I said, I'm not no scientist here. I am probably the smartest person all of you know, that's why you're listening to me. You always listen to me every week, talk for nonsense. But uh, I, I do think, you know, I, I will say, are four-leaf clovers lucky? Uh, science will not give us a conclusive answer, but honestly, I'm down to believe that uh, four-leaf clovers um, are lucky. Because they're rare, you know? You know, it's just lucky. It's like, you're lucky you're born. And maybe, like, the more leaves a clover has, like the more lucky it is. Maybe a five-leaf clover is more special. You know? That's science for you right there. The science of St. Patrick's Day. I think it's about a guy... You know, I've been told the story of St. Patrick a couple times. Not, like, enough for me to remember, you know? Enough times where it's St. Patrick's Day and you have alcohol in your system and you're like, here's the real story. Like, you got snakes out of Ireland, Maybe. Um, does he have anything to do with potatoes? I don't know. I know some of you know the story of fucking St. Patrick, and, uh, that's kind of like, I just want to make you get a little frustrated, because a podcast is a conversation, but you can't talk back to me. That's the kind of, uh, you know, uh... This is the type of guy you get. For the most part. But, uh, yeah, no. St. Patrick, he, you know, he got snakes out, and maybe some little potatoes. I don't think he was a bad guy. I don't think he was a bad guy, you know? Like, we do give, we have been given, we have given holidays to bad guys, Columbus, Christopher Columbus. How much shit, like, is named after him, though? It, like, isn't Columbia, like, you know, we smell, I know there's Columbia, Tennessee, Columbia, Missouri, District of Columbia, not, like, the one with the O in it, the, the Spanish one or whatever. But, uh, like, we named a lot of shit after them. Uh, so that's something exciting. And a lot of things, uh, if they're named, like, Jefferson, it was named after Jeff- Jefferson Davis. Uh, I, I believe I actually heard that, be- or then there's Davis, because I think, because uh, there's a lot of states that were going between Lincoln and 
Washington, and then there's, I think, Davis made. I don't know if Davis was one of them, but I always thought it was Jefferson and Lincoln, so there's a lot of places named that. It's like, what side of the war you're on? <coughs> and, uh, or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I don't think Washington stayed. I know Jefferson City. Oh, no, Jefferson and Washington. Why, why did I get to Washington? What the hell am I talking about right now? I'm talking about, like, why things are named a certain one. Yeah, anyways, though. Oh, yeah, cool. we're talking about Columbus. There's, like, D.C., District of Columbia, and Columbia, I think, is part of Columbus, right? Right? And that's just Columbus, Ohio. Like, we're not changing shit. Do they still have a statue of him? Like, that's a, that's a question. I haven't been to Columbus in forever. Um, this is, like, why I think I need to make some money moves with this podcast. And so, basically, a.k.a. meaning, for those of you who need to know, uh, that... Uh, basically, if you want to be a musician, it's always good to have a couple, couple of things going on here for, you know, for money and things, and this is one of mine. You know, you have to just do a couple things instead of just one thing all the time, you know? It's, uh, you know... This is uh, the type of guy you get. That's why comedians have podcasts. The musicians start beer companies. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and shit like that. So I want to do that. And then, so the point of that, I get, we get more money coming in to cancel Sweezy. So I can, like, turn a van into, like, an RV type of thing. And then I can just travel the country and do my podcast while traveling the country. And instead of, uh, clearly not a green screen uh, behind me. There's a brick wall behind this, you know. Uh, you know, instead of the brick wall, we do, like, a cool setting. Maybe a Walmart parking lot or something like that. I don't know, it'd be really cool. I'm thinking a lot about, like, traveling. Uh, you know, just doing some traveling, but it's kind of like... There has to be a way you make income while you travel. And that's why people who are retired, because they get, like, their Social Security every month, you know, just, like, for them. That's why they like it. Uh, but, yeah, no, when you're younger and you're like, yeah, I need to have a steady steady stream of income, and I don't have rich parents, so I can't really be doing that shit. So, uh, it'd be cool to travel. That'd be fun. It'd be just fun for the podcast, you know? Um, stuff like that. I feel like if I was more back in my day when I did a lot of, like, more acoustic stuff... Like, my, my friend, uh, Kevin Schlereth, he, he, his music's great. Go check him out. Uh, but, like, we're totally different in music styles now, but I still still try to see him. Like, he saw him once when I was in Nashville, and then he said, hey, you, coming to the sh- hey, you want to come to the show in Nashville? You know, he just let me know. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm like, I forgot to show off. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. Um, he's, like, traveling. He's like, do they have PSM? I don't care. I'll just sing loud in someone's living room. Super cool, super cool stuff right there. Kevin's really cool. Uh, but yeah, but no, he figured that out. And that'd be a lot of cool because I just live in my van, you know, I don't have to worry about shit, you know. I you don't have to worry about shit, but it's like you have a couple bills, like you're probably gonna get a, like a planet fitness subscription for to shower and shit like that. Um, yeah, you I don't know. But yeah, no, you have to and I think without like doing music too, if I could do music too, that'd be the thing, but then when you do music too, you have other people who have to come with you and you can't be like you guys are going to take that vehicle. I'm going to take this van because I just want to live in this van. You know, it's like, can't do that shit. Anyways, that's a, that's a long off topic. Uh, like, well, we're talking, well, no, we're not too far off topic. My music, go check out my music under Shweezy, wherever you stream music, social media, uh, the, the tag everywhere should be at the Shweezy, uh, like twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, go check that out. Thursdays, I've been playing the Minish Cap. So once I finish the Minish Cap, I'm going to do another Pokemon Nuzlocke. So that's going to be really cool. So definitely go check that out. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect to your Twitch account. 
press that subscribe button. It's different from the free follow button because with the subscribe button, you can financially support someone and you get like a $5 credit with an Amazon Prime account that you can't cash in. So help out daddy, okay? That's my hole. That's where it's... Uh, and uh, check out the Patreon page. Great way to say thank you for being a friend too. People, I want you to listen to it. If you hit the 10-second fast-forward button, um, your dick's going to shrink a couple centimeters, okay? Uh, you're going to be like, you know, I'm not as big as I usually am. You know, that's what's going to happen. Uh, but make sure you do the free shit if you can't do the Patreon. Audio listeners, make sure you check out our YouTube page and hit that subscribe because we post highlights of all the show stuff and that you can share with your friends and be really cool and rewatch it, relive the good times that you had. And uh, make sure you're liking and leaving comments on the videos, sharing with your friends. But if you're also on the audio platform, make sure you give us a review and give us a 5432 or one star rating. So that's a great way for you to not be Mark because. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Mark's pretty fucking stingy. Okay? Um, uh, yeah, don't be, yeah, don't be stingy, okay? Um, I taught, I went to, a, so I arranged a piece for a local high school, local high school being uh, my old high school, because long story short, they had like a recording of a piece they wanted turned into a big band piece, and I just turned into a big band piece, listened to it, talked to them about it, and stuff like that. Uh, and that's fun. And then I went to a couple of other ones, because I'm friends with all the music teachers there, uh, all two of them. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I went to the other one. They have a guitar class. So I talked to the guitar class. That one's like a good one for me to talk to because I know the guitar. They're all like practicing something. And I was like, so do y'all want to learn tapping? And uh, there was like one kid with an electric guitar. Everyone else had like an acoustic guitar. Because there's like the, there's the acoustic guitar playing student. There's the electric guitar playing student. Then there's like everyone else who's like, I want to play guitar, but I'm probably not going to be paying my bills with this guitar, you know, as some song would say, if I can pay my bills. Oh, that's Pay Their Delilah. That's the fucking song I was thinking of. Uh, it came on, it came on the radio a couple times yesterday, when I, oh, two days ago when I was driving. Um, so yeah, no, um, yeah, no, there's those students. So like the, there's like the, you know, those students who are playing electroacoustics, they're like, yeah, I'll learn tapping or whatever. And then there's, like, the people who are, like, who are, like, learning. They're just like, you know, I just kind of want to know how to play this thing, you know. Just, you know, just for fun. So every once in a while, you know, instead of just mindlessly watching television, like I do for this job, uh, I can I can play guitar and kind of do useful and I can sing songs and it can be, you know, therapeutic. I'm like, not everyone's going to be fucking going pro or whatever. But, uh, like, I think, you know, I think guitar, you know, just, like, even if it's something that you don't, like, six months will go by and you don't pick up and then you pick it up again just you know strum some basic stuff learn a couple songs you know even if it takes some time it's a it's a good thing too so I always like talking to kids like that you know I think you know because they used piano lessons used to be more like readily available than you but I don't think I think guitar is a lot easier than piano um depends on your depends on how your brain is wired in to be honest with you but um I don't know I think you know just sitting there strumming even singing even if you're not good I think it's easier to do that and play a lot of songs, easier than like a piano would be. But uh, who, who's who's for me to decide? But anyways, I'm talking to them. I say for like their choir class, and then you know the kids getting ready for like their contests or whatever's going on. And you know the te- my my old teacher, you know she was talking, she was making some good points. She said, you know I don't want you guys to stand there like statues and be boring. I want you to kind of you know give off a little stage present, be you know be you know kind of move around a little bit if you need to. Don't be a statue, because you can't be stiff. You know, stage presence is everything, you know. I even talked to them about that. I'm like, 
yeah, you know, I, I think it's important because just because someone's like, uh, you know, like even if like they're terrible, but if they have good state presence, it's like that much better than you know those who don't have. Like, I'd rather hear someone with stage presence because if you're a judge at some contest like school choir contest or whatever, when you get to like you're listening to music all day and it's like high school singers all day. You're going insane, but like when a group like you generally want to like they try to want you to enjoy it, it's a good thing. And so in my mind, I'm like, I think this is what you kids call uh, was was it? It's not hop. You're gritty. Show uh, showing your gritty or something like that. And the the kids loved it. I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for Twitch, the the website Twitch, and other streamers I like and kind of copy. Uh, I would not know what the gritty is. And what is the gritty? It's just a little dance thing. It's just a little dance. Show me your gritty. Show me your gritty. Hitting that gritty. Hitting the gritty. Hitting the gritty. I don't know. That's why I said, I'm doing what your kids call, like, hitting the gritty. And they, they just they just fucking lost it. They asked me the question. A couple of them asked me the question, like, in the guitar class. And I think a little after, I'm like, how do you start writing music? And I don't know. So, like, for me right now, I mean, I've been writing music. I want to say... Maybe I was like 11, 10 or 11 dumb little songs, you know, trying to write. We're not going to look at those anymore. Um, we're not going to – that notebook's never coming out. Um, that's that's going to be jumping. I was thinking, like, what is jumping the shark for Cancel Shoezy? I'm like, reading song lyrics I wrote when I was 11, like, that's – that'll do it. That'll, that'll fucking do it. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, I've written – every song I've written was good. I've written a lot of bad songs. You write a lot of bad songs to get to the good songs. And like, but how do you write music? I'm like, well, when I go hit, sit down, pull out my guitar, think of a riff, record it in, try to make a loop or something like that, and kind of write, you know, lyrics on top of it. That's kind of how I do it, but like, you know, I've you know, I've been playing guitar forever. And so I just like picking it up and I can make something going on because I know music theory and I have a music degree, for God's sake. Like, yeah, I can do that. And I've taken composition, like professional writing and composition lessons and so like how do you start so like you know that's a very it's a very big philosophical question my friend just sent me a video i think it was eight year old like probably just like produced on like the garage band app and i'm like and it's like just clearly like pressing buttons midi and stuff like that but it's like it was very well arranged josh casey's kid i, I can say his name author of track desire journey after swell tail kites i don't know if he's been listening to the show lately so this is a good test of his faith. Uh, like, he sent me, like, I'm like, you know, clearly all the instruments are, like, like you know, that sound like GarageBand iPad app, you know, samples and stuff like that. But the way he made it, it's kind of like, you know, it's like it was very well. It's actually pretty good. I've heard a lot worse from college, from college students, you know, producing music. I've heard worse from college students. I've heard worse from adults. There's probably guys around here who are like adults. Like I'm gonna get into music production, and I'm making the got most god awful mid beats. Kid, uh, the kids call it mid beats. I'm like, I think it sounds worse than mid in my opinion, <coughs> if I understand the word correctly. But uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's actually wasn't too bad, for the most part, you know. Uh, for the most part, surprisingly, wasn't too bad. And so like here is good. My my advice though, if anyone's listening or like, what what advice did you give them? Like. You know, I would say find a chord, like a chord progression to a song you like because chord, you can't copyright chord progressions, 
but you, but like melody and stuff like that, you know, you, that can't be copied. So like, get a chord progression, just play that chord progression and make a new song from the chord progression. Like change how you play the chord progression and notes like that, and then sing a new melody and then try to write a new melody on top of that. Um, I mean, that was like that's just like a first step. Like someone in question asking you to, without me like sitting at a computer or really going in depth in preparation for. I'm like, that's the best advice I can, I can really give you. But Anyways, though, I think it's time we go into the first segment of the show. Previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking. Um, well, it's the it's last week at this current moment. That's also a good way to say it. Just say say it as a sentence, and that's what it means. Like, that's 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 what we're doing. Anyways, Philip DeFranco, what, what should we do? Let's just jump into it. It's from Fox 10 Phoenix. You know, it's from Phoenix, Arizona, and we got some smart people. Actually, I don't know. I know, like, a couple people who live in Arizona right now. Right now. And I don't like them. But, uh, I bet. But I've also met a lot of other people. Uh, Jimmy World's from Arizona, right? And, and, uh, the format, they're from Arizona. Andrew Santino went to Arizona State, too. I like him. He's funny. Um, Glendale to temporarily change its name for Taylor Swift. Greeting every Swifty in style. Oh, it's style because that's one of her songs. <laughs> uh, the city of Glendale says it wants to do something highly unusual before Taylor Swift kicks off her tour at State Farm Stadium. The city is going to temporarily change its name to honor the superstar, and it'll go into effect during her concert dates on March 17th and 18th. Glendale Mayor Jerry Weirs uh, will announce the city's new name on Monday, March 13th. There is no need to calm down. <laughs> We're fearless. We're fear. We're fearless. <laughs> this is Taylor Swift album. In doing something highly unusual to celebrate the fact that Taylor's concert starts right here, read a statement from the city. We know all too well. Well, that's another Taylor Swift song. <laughs> that she's one of the most influential artists of her generation. We are writing our own love story <laughs> for her and greeting every Swifty in style. The announcement will also mention traffic tips for getting around town during the massive event and places Swifties can celebrate after the show. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, only other thing I really say about that is that's pretty cool that she's starting her big tour. Because, like, if, if we're going to be honest with you, because Taylor's released, let's talk about it. She released Lover. I believe Lover came out in 2019, if I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly. Lover came out in 2019. I remember listening to the album and the feeling my soul was was 2019. Every year feels different. You know what I'm saying? I mean, do you know what I'm saying when I say that? Like, every year feels a little different unless something runs together, then you don't, you know, necessarily know. Um, so, yeah, so she released Lover. And they never announced really a tour for Lover. I think there was going to be one. There, I think there was a bunch of shows for Lover. But uh, COVID happened, and so she stopped. Then she released Folklore and Evermore that year in 2020. Right? I believe, yeah, it was 2020 she released both of those. Uh, then she did her re-recordings, which that's a whole can of worms I'm not going to go into right now, of Fearless. Yeah, it was Fearless and uh, Red. All that in that span of a time. And then Midnight's, right after that, that came out last year. So that's a lot of, al like, that's a lot of albums for someone, like, who, like, even, we're, like, talking 2019, how big Taylor was. Like, she did go from her reputation era, which uh, I can't wait till I go through a reputation era, to be honest with you folks. That's going to be the highlight of your lives. 
uh, the highlight of your podcast experience is going to be the uh, the reputation era of Cancel Sweezy. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, we're talking about it like that. So, uh, she just came off a reputation era. People started liking her again with Lover. And I was like, oh, that Lover, I think, I think, I liked, I like Midnight's a lot. Don't get me wrong. But it was a little too Jackie Antonoffy for me. Uh, I liked, I, I used to really love Jackie Antonoff producing, but it's gotten really old because he's been doing, it's been too much. So I'm kind of over the Jack Antonoff, he real produced stuff. They had the guy from The National with uh, Folklore Evermore and I think the the re-releases. Uh, then before that, I can't remember who she had for Lover, but it was like a nice, fresh, that's the album we all expected after 1989, uh, but we didn't get. So, speaking of, this is like this this tour coming out for Taylor Swift is a really big deal. And uh, I understand why uh, Phoenix is doing this. So it's a Probably a good idea, um, but they didn't give the name of the town. I don't know what the name of the town is. We're not going to probably follow up on this, to be honest with you. I'm probably not going to. Uh, I do know uh, Topeka, Kansas, back, and this was back in the day when I lived in Kansas. They changed the name to Topikachu uh, one day to celebrate Pokemon, and uh, I lived in Kansas, and that's the capital. It's not. It shouldn't be the capital. Um, I like Topeka, but I don't think it should be the capital. I think Lawrence should be the capital. But I also think Lawrence shouldn't get the school and the capital. But then Leavenworth already got the prison. So, they're, they're, true story. I you know, you probably heard of like Leavenworth Prison. That's in Leavenworth, Kansas. It's kind of outside Kansas City. And I guess they were going to put the University of Kansas in Leavenworth. Leavenworth, I guess, was like a, at one point in time, was like a bigger, th- bigger thing than it is now. Uh, but then Leavenworth was like, we want the prison, not the school. And so <laughs> the, the school went to uh, Lawrence, Kansas and stuff like that. And the rest is, the rest is history. Um, yeah, anyways, though, that's that. I'm, I don't think I have anything else to say. So This is from Huff Post. I believe Elon owns them. Not Elon. Uh, Jeff Bezos owns them. So that's that's something. Elon Musk hilariously self-owns with inadvertent admission about Twitter. Uh, Congratulations, you played yourself. Twitter CEO Elon Musk, who bought the platform last year for $44 billion, posted Tuesday, it's better to talk to people than communicate via tweet. The billionaire admission came amid a lengthy exchange with Twitter employee Haraldur Thorleifsson, who wanted to know if he'd been laid off. Uh, Musk, who has slashed Twitter staff, mocked Thor Leifson over his query, but their back and forth took a turn. Then Musk revealed he'd video called the staffer to figure out what's real versus what I t- was told. Musk later apologized for the misunderstanding of his situation. The better to talk than tweet line stood out to critics, though, who mockingly called it the social media giant's new mission statement. So, uh, yeah, so uh, so this has been news. Haralder Thorleifensen, uh, he's in my notes more as Holly, which I'm probably going to refer to for the rest of this. Anyways, though, for those of you who are confused with that, let's read the tweet. So let's pull that shit up. I will pull it up right now. All right. Uh, so this is from Holly. Nine days ago, the access to my work computer was cut, along with 200 other Twitter employees. However, you heard head 
However, your head of HR is not able to confirm if I am an employee or not. You've not answered my emails. Maybe if enough people retweet, you'll answer me here. Okay. Elon Musk replies, what work have you been doing? And then Holly has to be, I would need to break confidentiality to answer this question here. If you have your lawyers share in writing that I can do, then I'd be happy to discuss that openly. And Elon's like, it's approved, you can go ahead. So now he can post it on Twitter because he got the approval. Among others, he, Holly has been saying, uh, led the efforts to save about 500K on the SaaS contract to support closing down many others, led prioritization of design projects across the company to make sure we were able to deliver with a small team, led design crits to help level up design across the company, was hiring manager for all design roles, worked on efforts to steer the company away from focusing on power users and on two young users because our user base is aging, is aging. Okay, that's, how, that's what he said. And then... Elon decides to reply, level up from what design to what, picked or it didn't happen. We haven't hired design roles in four months. Uh, then what changes did you make to help with the youths? Uh, would you say you are a people person? And it's like a thing from like office space or something like that. Um, anyways, though, uh, uh, first of all, I think we all saw, uh, not sock, uh, fucking uh, Zuko would be the one to say. That's rough, buddy. Uh, because, uh, the thing I've worked for, you know, businesses that were, you know, bad and sketchy people and, you know, they're very good at like getting you to sign shit and, uh, and like making sure that like your side of the story remains hidden so they can control the narrative and stuff like that. And, uh, that's why if you follow like attorney, I think he's attorney Ryan on TikTok. If you write attorney Ryan or something like that, he'll come up. He's like a labor lawyer. He's really good at telling that stuff. He talked about this and he's like. Uh, not only did he admit it in writing, uh, this is also very much uh, breaking the law because I think Holly also has a disability, and uh, I believe Elon probably went on to do more damage too. That's all. That's more than the notes I have. Like in regards to like, uh, you have a disability like typing, but then again, you're able to tweet up a storm about me to me. It's like, there's a reason why you were fired and not heeded. And then Elon's like trying to correct something. Like, the screenshots have been taken, brother. Uh, the screenshots have been taken. Uh, I think what I heard as the as last is what I've heard from what's going on here is that uh, his job is still available. He, can, he still has his job, uh, technically, because it was still like, even in this writing, it was still like he didn't have his actions, but he doesn't know if he's been fired or not. Like, he still he doesn't have access to shit. So at least they can control the narrative. I'm like, oh, we never fired you because if he, they would have fired him, uh, he would. What would have happened was then uh, they they basically have an open and shut case, like because like we have all the proof of what's going on right here, and like, and it also looks like Elon probably like fired this dude for being handicapped. So very red, but like now Elon's you know Elon's coming back with uh you know. It's like, you know, sometimes it's better to figure out what's real versus what I was told. I'm like, no shit, dumbass. Like, it's like, don't be fucking, you know, you're like, I'm autistic. And we're like, okay. Uh, you have, you've probably been in a meeting with a lot of lawyers. So you should know that when you're in a room with a lawyer, they're like, just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, just stop talking. But I think he's like, I'm the richest man in the world. So I don't think he, like, cares either. So... Elon Musk, uh, fucking, is a fucking shitty dude, so, 
Uh, and uh, someone's gonna be like, he's a genius. I'm like, he's not even a genius. He just had money. And I was like, this will make me look smart. <laughs> if I go to space, I'll look smart too. I'm like, can we send Elon Musk to space? And he's like, Elon Musk is dead. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, Elon Musk. Oh no. He's uh, broken. So Elon Musk, just go fuck, fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Let's get into our last article we got. From Parade. Uh, Aldi jokes it can't defend not safe for work Easter bunny gaff. What? Uh, you won't find Aldi's bunnies and chicks marshmallows in any Easter baskets. A Manchester-based shopper pointed out that the candy stock at the grocery store chain looked peculiar. Though the marshmallows did indeed have bunnies and baby chicks printed on them, it was the phallic shape of the chick that stopped Miss V in her tracks. Uh, sorry, Aldi, but that ain't a bunny. Laughing, the laughing crying emoji. The shopper wrote in a tweet. And Summers, the sextoid brain behind the iconic rabbit vibrator, also took to Twitter to comment on the humorous mishap. Oh no, our oh no, our deliveries! Must have got a mix-up. Bunnies and chicks. We're here, more honeys and dicks. <laughs> Uh, the company wrote, the most hilarious problems when it came to the grocery store chain itself. We can't defend this one, reads the tweet. The account social media manager took turns responding to MU shoppers. Can you can you get these in the U.S.? I'll take 10 bags, please, asked a tweeter named Joanna. All these social media manager camera responded, I won't ask. Uh, musician Andy, a producer, uh, gave an outlandish suggestion. LOL, that went a bit wrong. Put them in the specials as adult toys. They will be a bargain. And then he wrote, Me reading some of these wild comments and suggestions. Speechless, Andy. Speechless, replied social media manager Abby Louise. As for whether the marshmallows are still on sale, Aldi's Aaron noted that it's a seasonal item, so it's only available whilst stock lasts. And judging by the comments, it would seem everyone is rushing to the stores for them for some reason. Well played, Aldi. I feel like I'm a fucking newscaster like, talking about that shit. Oh uh, yeah, so if any, if you want to know, uh, if you pick, click on the highlight, you know what that kind of look like. But uh, I guess they're trying to make rabbits, but I guess the ears are too short. But so it just looks like a bunch of dicks, ball sack included, ball sack included in this shit. Uh, so that that's cool. But uh, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to end on a funny funny article because uh, anyways, the I just like all these are just like. You know, like, you think about, like, okay, let's think about, like, every grocery store chain, how they would respond to this backlash in regards to accidentally making, uh, dick candy. Um, let's think, uh, Walmart, like, after further review, we have done a research investigation and have decided that these dick-shaped candies are not appropriate. We do apologize for our lapse in judgment. We are sorry for that. Um... Trader, Trader Joe's. Uh, Trader Joe's be like, hey, they, Trader Joe's would just rebranded to make it dick candies, you know? I was like, <laughs> like, that's what Trader Joe's would do. It'd be controversial, but, like, liberal people go to Trader Joe's. Like, the conservative, conservatives don't go to Trader Joe's unless, like, they have to. Like, that's all they can go to, you know? Uh, all these, I'm like, can't defend this one, you know? All these is just straight up, I'm like, look, we're going to make this stuff cheap as possible for you. You're going to have to put a quarter. I'm sorry you don't have a quarter. You're cashless now. We're a cashless society. Okay, get, still fi find a quarter, goddammit. We don't fucking care. Get your fucking cart. Oh, um, yeah, uh, do you want us to bag your ass for you? No, we're just going to fucking throw it into the cart. We're going to throw it into the cart. Oh, you're 
you're upset about these dick shaped candies. Well, we can't. We, well, I can't defend it. I'm sorry. It's like that's what fucking that's what shopping at Aldi's is. Like we all know that's like that's shopping at Aldi's. Have you ever been out in public and thought, "Hey, look at that fat guy." only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Move, bitch, get out of my fucking way. It's women's. History month. So it's time to continue Women's History Month. Not with anything. Well, th this kind of has women. No, that's... That's rough, but... Okay. Um, we're, uh, so, uh, Investigation Discovery recently dropped a three-part docuseries over Jared from Subway. It's called Jared from Subway Catching a Monster. Uh, Jared Fogle. Some of you know him as that. Uh, but those of you who don't know, uh, I had to boot up my Discovery Plus subscription to go full throttle, uh, into this one once. Uh, Feel like a woman, a real woman. Let's go full throttle. Yeah, let's, let's go full throttle. Um, it's basically talking about Jared's rise and fall from Grace. And, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty, we all kind of, it's not too hard. It's, there's not a lot of stuff that went on, but, like, it's also pretty interesting to kind of know what's going on. Um, so this documentary, I don't know if there's been any other Jared Focus. I think I've listened to... A podcast. They they were produced by Spotify. That's uh, um, <coughs> on like OJ Simpson and shit. Um, <coughs> but this one's different in the way uh, Michelle Herman, 
She was like a radio and broadcast journalist. Uh, after, like, she met Jared Fogle. So, like, it starts off with this. Like, she met Jared Fogle. You know, she's, she's I think it's uh, it's in somewhere in Florida, I, I believe. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, you know, she's interviewing people all the time. And, you know, sometimes mild celebrities come in. It's like Jared Fogle showed up 40 minutes late. Bad boy. Jared Fogle, he he doesn't look like a bad boy. Like that's the that's the weird thing. Um, so uh, he shows forty minutes late, and then right before they start recording, Jared says, "I love the way a ten year old ten year old's body looks." Ugh. Anyways, if you, I'm just letting y'all know, uh, it's it this is pretty gross, and that like sent Michelle Herman on like. Like, you know, and she's, she's a journalist. And like, you know, I, you know, I'm like, I feel like this is kind of similar to like a broadcast show, like, you know, podcast arts, you know, it's like a shitty ver, it's like a radio show, but like the shitty version of it. Uh, but like, she was like an actual journalist. She actually went to like school probably for journalism and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, then after that, like she did a big detective mode. <clears throat> so like she ended up like recording every conversation Jared ever, like, they ever had, and, uh, they play, they play a lot of it on the show, um, and, uh, yeah, it's gross, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking gross, what they say, uh, so, um, going into it, do you, some people not know who Jared Fogle is, so, Jared Fogle, uh, he was a fat kid, and even a fat college student, so he, he was that guy, uh, I guess he was at a point, but you know, whatever, how every fat person should live their life is being like, I hate being fat. And, uh, he was like, you know, he was obese. I'm fat. I mean, I guess, yeah, he's obese. I'm, I'm like, I'm just fat. So if we're going to go with me, I'm fat. So he's obese. And so he's like, I need to figure out what's going on. And, you know, if you really want to lose weight, um, you know, understanding nutrition is one thing, but so, like, you got to understand nutrition and how food works and how exercise works, understanding, uh, you know, macros and stuff like that. So you have to understand how that works, and then you have to figure out what will work best for you. Now, like, keto works really well for a lot of people. Uh, the problem with keto is, like, if you want to stay in ketosis, you cannot eat carbs. You can't even have, like, a cheat day and stuff like that. So I like keto because I lost a lot of weight using keto. Gained a lot of it back, but <laughs> I lost a lot of weight. Um doing that, and so, you know, I think a big thing for me was I also uh, started only eating one meal a day, and, you know, because I, when I eat a meal, I like to eat a lot, so, like, if I just make it one time a day, it'll still go under 2,000 calories, and it just helps you lose weight, and especially if it's keto, uh, the weight you're going to lose, the the way your body's going to, like, make up for that energy, and what you do is, like, use your body fat, and so, like, that's the nice thing about keto. But it's, it's very hard to maintain. So I'd say if you're good, going a couple months stretch, you know, doing keto, and then, like, you know, you have your event where you need to be skinny for or whatever, and then if you want to gain the weight back, you can. You could do, like, you know, eat healthy meals throughout the week for the most part and then have a cheat day, you know. That's how, you know, uh, it'd be like that sometimes, but it do. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So what Jared did, I guess, he ate... A six-inch turkey club for one meal, and then a veggie delight for another meal. And he ate that, you know, he did that every day. And theoretically, you know, even then, like, I don't even know, like, the the balances of whatever. 
Like, he, he ended up losing weight. I mean, like, it's good for him. He lost some weight. Like, I saw someone, like, the him walking into the trial. I'm like, he gained some weight back. And, uh, you, <laughs> you know, and shit like that. Um, yeah, he definitely he definitely gained some weight back. But, uh, you know, but he's still, like, even, like, he's gained some weight back. Like, you know, like, this is the best thing about... Don't, the, the, here's the thing I love about Jared Fogle. God damn it. Um... You know, like, when he, he took the weight off, and, like, he's generally done a really good job at keeping the weight off. Like, he has done a really good job at, like, keeping the weight off. I don't know what he looks like now in prison, but everything up until, like, when he was on trial, he did gain a little bit. He got a little chunkier. But even then, he wasn't that bad. He looked like every dad ever, you know, um, because he was at dad age. Uh, but anyways, but, like, it's kind of cool that he kept the weight off, and I don't know if he's kept the weight off. If you're in prison... I mean, you're working out. You know, if I was in prison, I'd work out a lot, you know? It's like, you know? Uh, what gets me off from working out, like, b- being busy, you know, can make it hard. Um, injuring yourself, that's been the thing with mine, my, my fucking gimp ankle. Uh, and uh, and stuff like that, but, you know, good good for, Jer- good for Jared Fogle. He really, is a role, he really is a role model for, like, losing weight, though. Like, in, in just regards for losing weight, I think Jared Fogle is a good role model. In literally every other aspect of his life, he is not a good... He is definitely not a good person. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what else do I have to think? So, yeah, um, the, the big conversation they play that literally grossed me out. Now, I've seen some heavy shit. Now... When I tell you this documentary uh, grossed me out, I am being honest. I've seen several prolapsed anuses in my day. I saw a guy whose ball sack was cut, and then he nailed it to a table. Okay? I've seen that. I see a woman shit on chicken nuggets and eat it. Uh, I've seen some very gross shit. When I tell you he talked about how he loves going to fucking Thailand... Uh, to fuck little boys and little girls because it's legal there and they can do it and you can just hire a prostitute. Well, that dude's hired a lot of prostitutes in his day. You know, every time he ate a... every Back in the 2000s, you know, if you ate a Subway sandwich, part of that Subway sandwich went to Jared Fogle um, fucking little boys legally. Yeah, but he probably did it here, too. He probably did it in the United States, too. But, uh, feeling really gross just, like, thinking about it. So I don't want to move on. But anyway, though, so when you actually hear his phone conversations that were recorded, it's fucking gross, dude. Uh, but I think the big downfall, you know, so, uh, you know, we talked about Michelle Herman. She was the one who recorded all this. However, Jared was not, like, aware he was being recorded. So none of that information could be used against him. What took Jared down, though, was, uh, it was the dude's name, his... Was it uh, Russell Taylor? That's his name. Just read that. I guess Jared hired him for like the Jared Fogel Foundation, but Russell also was like, "Yeah, I'll get new child photos and videos for you. It's weird." And uh, like they had like his stepdaughters on there. He married like he married a woman and stepdaughter, and he hid secret cameras throughout the house, especially in uh, areas where his young his young stepdaughters would be changing. And, like, they even talked about how, like, they were cool with them, like, drinking and smoking weed in the house, you know? Because, like, they're with them, and then, like, Russell tried to give her, like, one of the daughters, like, a vibrator so she'd use it while she was secretly being filmed, too. And, I don't know, I hate, I hate that idea of, like, I'm secretly being filmed. 
you know, or see, not like secretly being filmed, but like, I don't know, like when you're at home and you're just like laying around or whatever, it's like, there's nothing good to watch, but also I don't want someone watching me jerk off. Like, that's for God and my dead grandparents for to watch me jerking off. That's only they can do it. Uh, they even said like he had like a bestiality videos, and I think that's what apparently like took him down. They saw like a bestiality video, then they saw a bunch of child porn. Uh, and that's what took Russell Taylor down. He was like the head of the Jared Fogel Foundation. And at that time, Jared, Jared Fogel person was like, I condemn what he's been doing. That's bad. Even though he was like doing it for Jared. Like, that's the weird part. So I was like, we have no affiliation with the Jared Fogel Foundation. It's just the fact that Jared is a spokesperson for us and shit like that. Uh, like that. And then that, and then later it was like, oh, he was making it for Jared. And they're like, uh-oh, um... Jared, and that's how Jared got in trouble for child pornography, which, which, no, that's, that, I had, like, a bad thought in mind, but it was also, like, having child porn, you're like, I didn't make it, you know, it's like, no, it's still bad, like, I don't know, like, I had a friend, I had a friend in college, he said, like, when he was a kid, he was worried, because I guess he was watching some, like, it was, like, some, like, National Geographic type documentary, you know, they go to Africa ever, like, the tits, tits are just out, or whatever, and then, like, it was, like, underage chicks, like, girls' tits, and whatever, and he felt so scared. I think he had to, like, YouTube the video or something like that. I don't know, it was, like, something like that, and he felt like he was gonna get, like, the FBI was coming to come in. Woo! Here we go, brother, we're arresting you, you know? But National Geographic isn't porn, so I don't, I don't know how that works. Um, and, yeah, if it wasn't for child porn, if, like, Jared could just get his rocks off Whenever he wanted to, like he'd still he could still be out there. I loved how quick uh, Subway was. Like we we don't associate with him. They were fast. They were so. Fa- I remember when it happened in real life, folks. It was so fucking fast. There's so we don't we're not we're done with them. We're done without that. I, I just love like the Onion or Clickhole or like Quiznos hired Jared Fogle to be their new spokesperson. And be like I lost weight using Quiznos. <laughs> like, that's not the reason they fired. <laughs> I just love that shit. Uh, but yeah, I know Jared could still be out there if it wasn't for like the child porn taking him down. Like he could still be going because uh, the only one it was uh, was it like Michelle? Like, I have to like scroll up Michelle Herman. She had to like you know talk to him and like Jared. I guess his technically sexuality is like I'm into everything, but I also really like fucking children. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be laughing. That's like a fucking that's my mental beer. Like that's pretty dark. <laughs> Something weird about that, but, like, yeah, I don't know. If you didn't think about the child porn thing, Jerry could still be out there. Like, he could easily, like, he, you know, he goes to Thailand, do this page, but, you know, we can't, like, he can't be arrested in the United States for that. Like, he did something, you know, in a country where that's legal. So that, but, like, he was probably doing shit with kids in the United States, too. And, like, we just let him around kids, you know? And he just, like, it's not anything, like, I can't believe... Like, my parents were so dumb to let me around Jared Fogle. Let me hang out with Jared Fogle while he came to my school and talked about being active. It's like, we didn't know. Like, he doesn't have baby rapers stamped across his forehead. Like, we didn't know. We didn't know until it all came out, you know? It, it, it's happened. And, like, yeah, Michelle Furman had to, like, not talk about it on her own talk show because the FBI would be, like, you're, like, uh, impeding on an investigation. You know what they say. It's, uh, it is what it is. I feel like a woman, a real woman. Uh, so... Anyways, though, uh, Jared Fogle, uh, knucklehead. I would say he's a knucklehead. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He's way too far to be a, not too far off from being a goofball, but 
It's not even a goofball. I would even, yeah, I would say he's a knucklehead. Honestly, he, he's kind of up there with being a rascal. You could say Jared Fogle is a rascal. That, that's true, so. That's, that's fun, yeah. All right, you season four, part two. It just dropped. It dropped like last Wednesday or Thursday. I want to say it was Thursday. No, Friday, maybe. I don't know. I remember I just watched it in one sitting, so that's all that matters. So if you don't remember, we're on part two. They added five new episodes, four new episodes, five new episodes uh, of the show, and they had a first half that came out like last, in like February, I think, and now we're on the second part. And so at the end of the first part, like you learn that Reese, R-H-Y-S, Reese, that's, that's how you say his name. It could have been R-E-E-S-E. No, it just had to be the fucking British spelling. And, you know, that's honestly the worst part about this whole season is that it's set in London and you have to hear fucking British accents the whole time. Like, I don't care if you're British, just don't do it around me, like, to be honest. Um, so we're going here. So, yeah, it's a, you thought, found out Reese you, was the killer all along. You know, you thought it was who done it. Turns out it was Reese. It was Reese all along. Uh, and stuff like that. So, and they also like foreshadowed like a woman who you thought was onto something. And like she, like, it, it seemed like it was weirdly foreshadowing something. So then you learn that Dawn is like out of her mind. Like, uh, like that photographer, her, the owner's name is Dawn. She kidnapped Phoebe to like protect her, put her in a safe room, but Joel, Joe was able to save her. And in a mean sec, because uh, I guess from something that happened, they were trying to find this eat the rich killer. Uh, it turns out that uh, Joe, you know, Joe had the ear of someone, and Reese was like, "You gotta frame someone for this," and uh, he ended up framing Don. It was very convenient, very good convenience for Joe Goldberg. Way, you know, he has Joe Goldberg has just way too much luck in, like, killing people. Like, it's way too lucky that he's been getting away with all this shit. Uh, you're like, he, he's, he does a decent good job at, say, share, like, you know, like, uh, uh, hiding the bodies, but, you know, um, yeah, he has way too much luck for how many people he's murdered at this point. Uh, then, yeah, then you get into Nadia as, like, one of his students. She got way too curious for her own good. I think, you know, I, I think there is some merit to Curiosity Killed the Cat, if we're going to be honest with you. Uh, because I want to say, though, like, at some point, she's like, I can confirm this guy is bad. Like, he found Marianne. She found Marianne and, like, helped her. Which we'll get into that, too, in a minute. But, like, at some point, you keep snooping and snooping. I'm like, it's going to go bad for you. And Like, I'm the kind of guy who's like, if I see something bad that's, like, really bad, I will honestly just walk the other way, and I will not tell anyone. I'm not going to do anything about it because uh, it sounds like a lot more trouble for me than it is. And so uh, if you watch the season, uh, you will know uh, Nadia, Nadia, Nadia is a good case of curiosity kill the cat because I'm not getting that to a little bit. Uh, but here's the thing. So, like, we ended the first part with learning that Reese was the big bad and the killer all along, and like you set it up as Reese was Reese was running for mayor, and he's trying to kill anyone who could possibly get in his way or be, you know, like a bad, like uh, could ruin his reputation or anything in between. So that's how they ended it. So you're like, okay, 
what's Joe going to do about Reese? Uh, then it turns out that we that this becomes the movie Fight Club. Now, in the Fight Club, you learn that you know the main character meets a guy named Tyler Durden, but turns out Tyler Durden is just a figment of his imagination. So, like when he does bad things, he makes out to be like I'm this guy when I do it. Yeah, yeah, weird schizophrenia. Turns out Reese was actually Joe all along. <laughs> so that's the main thing. And uh, remember at the beginning of the season, we were like, oh, you know, Marianne, uh, you know, Joe just, you know, left things how they were, and Marianne went on her very way, you know, about what she's doing and everything like that. Uh, turns out Joe was blacking out and becoming Reese, his evil counterpart, uh, as we would say. Uh, got Marianne in the cage, and uh, yeah. And you know, and I'm just gonna tell all the guys out there, if you have to trap a woman in a soundproof cage, um, it's not a good relationship, you just leave it. If that's the only reason why she's there, leave it. Stockholm Syndrome is not a good reason to. Joe is just a terrible person played by a very handsome actor. That's what's going on. So we learn like she's been in the cage this entire season. You watch this first part, you're like, oh, I guess Joe just got rid of Marianne very quickly. It was like, it, this season turned like a complete 180 and it was fucking crazy. Uh, so yeah, so Reese is just a figment of his mansion. He killed the real Reese and he's like, I don't know who you are and shit like that. Like that's fucking crazy because I guess Reese wrote some like, books, I guess, that Joe really liked, and so Joe's mind created Reese as his, like, the bad guy in his life, you know, or whatever, like, his bad deeds manifested itself into another person, and so, yeah, we gotta basically just copy Fight Club in regards to what the hell happened here, part two, and I, you know, and, like, that's a cool twist, I like that, but they should not have ended the first part with the twist that it was Reese being this bad guy all along and not Joe, so it made Joe look a little better, but I get it. What they should have done is ended the first part with Joe and Reese realizing that they're the same person. So you're just like, what the fuck is going on right now? That would have been a great way to end it, but no, they ended with Reese, and then like an episode or two later, they're like, uh, yeah, Reese is just a part of your imagination, Joe. Uh, it's your dark side. And so he, he is your dark side and you're the good side. That's what it is. Uh, and so I'm like, I just wish they would have ended the first part with that, because that would have been, everyone would have been talking about that shit. If they would have ended it with that, we would have all been talking about that shit forever. That's fucking, I, I tell you, like, that would have been the best. Uh, I think at the last episode, they had, like, a suicide warning at the beginning. They had one of those in the third season, but, like, there's, like, when they warn you, like, hey, suicide's gonna happen in this episode. I'm like, God damn it, that's a spoiler. Because, like, you know, people are fucking stupid. They're like, Hey, this guy's gonna, someone's gonna commit suicide in this episode. Don't do that. And, uh, do that. And, and, uh, and shit like that. So, and I'm like, I guess someone's gonna fucking off themselves, uh, in this show. Uh, and, uh, I assumed it would be Joe because he's like, I have two personalities and, like, he's evil, so I have to kill myself. So, like, this evilness doesn't ruin the world. And he ends up killing himself, but, uh, yeah, he ends up surviving. And, uh, yeah, the show, the season ends, and I guess there's going to be season five. And Penn Badgley wants to end it on season five, which I totally agree with him, because I think they've stretched the show out enough, because you're like, how, because, like, in my mind, I'm like, how long is Joe going to be able to be getting away with all this goddamn shit? And, uh, you know, and, like, five seasons, like, we have to be getting close. We, like, no one could be 
that bad, like pen, like uh, Joe for that long. And so I agree with Pen Badgley. He also like got rid of a lot of intimacy scenes in the season, which like he's married now. He's like, you know, it's kind of weird, so I don't want to do it. But also like you're an actor and you're like you're playing a guy who lies and stalks women to fuck them. So it's like also. You know, it's yin and yang. We're we're all nobody's perfect. I'm gonna work it again and again until I get it right. That's what Hannah Montana said. And I think that's it. But no, yeah, I'm ready for season five. I hope season five is a good book ending to the show, a good ending to the show. Just Joe gets murdered by someone or Joe gets sent to prison. Cause I don't know. Because I think killing someone is like, you know, that's like not a big deal. It sounds weird, but I'm like killing someone is a big deal. If you really want to hurt someone, you wouldn't kill them. You would like make them suffer. That's weird, but I don't want. I don't want to do that to anyone. But like, I don't know. That makes sense to me because like being dead, like that's an easy out. But making someone suffer and be alive and like wishing for death, you know, I feel like it's it's a little different. So I think the cage is good for like people you fuck, you fucking hate. Um, but anyways, though, yeah, they showed at the end of the show that the reflection in the window was Reese and not Joe. So in my mind, philosophically, I think the dark side of Joe survived, but like the good side died. And that's how the show ended with the, you know, we're talking about Nadia. We're going back to that. Uh, basically Nadia was snooping through Joe's apartment. And then, uh, like she, Nadia had her boyfriend like on lookout. And so what happened was Joe found out. And then basically Nadia dropped her phone. He picked it up, put in the password, deleted all the photos he found in her apartment from his apartment and then handed her a knife and showed over her dead boyfriend that, uh, that made it look like she killed him, and now she's not talking in prison. So that's why curiosity kills the cat, folks. That's how curiosity kills the cat. But that's you, season four, part two. Um, real, real big fucking twist. I didn't see. You know, I was thinking like, oh, okay, Joe's not killing anymore. You gotta figure out how to get rid of this other guy. That's what you thought was gonna go on. But then it's like, nope, Joe's just psycho. So very fucking weird. A very big weird twist. I would have placed the twist. At the end of the first part, and then the second part would have gone from there. That's how I would have done it. But, uh, you know. Let's go full throttle. And uh, feel like a woman, a real woman. Feel like a woman. Real. That's what you're like. When you're dating Joe Goldberg, you're going to. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. God damn it. I'm going to start this over. When you, feel, when you date Joe Goldberg, you're going to. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Okay, last thing I want to talk about real quick before we go to our next break slash end of thing. I want to talk about The Last of Us. I record these shows on Mondays, and the finale just happened yesterday. So I've a lot of thought. I've had a little bit of time to think about this, but one of the big things I'm really happy about is glad I I haven't owned a PlayStation console in a long time, so I haven't played The Last of Us game because they, you know, I think you know, in consideration of someone, there's some things apparently about the you know, the movie interpretation versus the, it's not interpretation, but uh, the versus the video game, because they can't make a one-for-one shoot from the video game to the the show, because it's like, when you're playing the video game, it's like, okay, you gotta go on this mission, you gotta do all these things, but like, doing those missions, is like, that's the part of what makes video games fun, but what makes movies good is, like, you know, shit, like, will not be that way. So, uh, of a of an adaptation, that's the word I was looking for. So for an adaptation, apparently this is really good, but some people like will talk about what's going on shirt, but uh, yeah, I try not to like get any spoilers for the for this season, what's going on, because they based this season off the first game, and they released The Last of Us Part Two a couple years ago, and uh, I got spoiled how that ends, but uh, 
But the thing is, I don't know the journey, so I can still enjoy the other season. I just can't be spoiled on the game. Uh, but anyways, though, very good show. Um, I put this at the end of this little segment, so some of you wouldn't be spoiled about it. I didn't want to spoil a lot of people, but, like, because it came out yesterday for me. So uh, you got to figure that shit out, even though every, everything else I'm talking about this episode uh, literally came out in the, you know, the previous week. Let's just jump into it. So, yeah, so let's talk about it. So if you don't know what The Last of Us is, basically... Uh, it's the apocalypse, basically, if you think about it, you know, these, uh, I think when the game initially came out, it was like these post-apocalyptic worlds and how we became a thing or whatever. But this game is very different because it also has zombies. I'm not that into zombies just, like, I don't want to fucking watch The Walking Dead. I'm not going to watch this shit. But the way they did zombies in this show is very interesting because there it is grounded in some sort of science. So there's these things called cordyceps, and cordyceps, what they are, is basically like this fungus that in, I think it's the rainforest, I want to say, it mind controls ants. And, and this is the only creature really mind controls. And it mind controls them and does zombie-like things and shit like that. Basically, our fungus like that. So that's the idea of it. But it's never been like they, humans are too warm for cordyceps. So like cordyceps would never do that. And that's why it's really only ants that they take over. But like they saw the series, like, but what if? they adapted in a way where they could control humans and the way that spreads and like there's no like way to stop it i guess minus i don't i don't know there's no way to stop it that's whether there's no vaccine or whatever and shit like that so basically that's what happens and then that's the first episode like the breakout day uh, and then it fast forwards to 20 years so it starts in two, 2003 and you think like well at least shrek exists in this world so i'm like it's not going to be the worst so we can still watch Shrek. Uh, I would have been like 10 when that happened. Uh, I don't know how I would have been. I didn't live in a big city at that time, so I wouldn't have been bombed. Uh, I lived around a lot of rednecks, so you never know how I would have been, how I've done in this world. Uh, but yeah, no, and then Joel, played by Pedro Pascal, has to transport Ellie, uh, the little girl, which who's Belle Ramsey, who they transport her... Her in the show, in real life, she's a they-them. <laughs> she's a they-them. Uh, to, basically, to a doctor to create, like, a vaccine or whatever type of thing to at least make humans immune to cordyceps and shit like that. Uh, but then they're, like, ultra-strong zombie type things, so it's, it's different there. Uh, I don't want to go too into the show because it's, it's pretty new, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Kansas City episode, they changed Pittsburgh to Kansas City in the show. Um, not, you know, not the worst idea, but, like, also, if you look at the story of it all, it's like they go from Boston to Pittsburgh to Oregon, basically. I think that's what happens. And so I do think Kansas City, or they could have done Kansas City, St. Louis. They could have even done Chicago, for the most part. Uh, it's just weird that I'm from the Kansas, like, I'm around, from around that area, so it's like, oh, my God, I know that street. I'm like, I've, 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 I've driven there. Shit like that. It looks the same as it does in the apocalypse. It's just... Or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, they got Kansas City pretty correct. Like, I feel like that's what would happen to Kansas City in a fucking... Uh, first of all, there'd be, like, like, oh, you're the Kansas City, Kansas tribe? We're the Kansas City, Missouri tribe. They, those two would fight, for, for sure. For no goddamn good reason, that's for sure. Uh, but then it was, like, they had the thing called the QZ, and it was basically, like, the government taking over, but the government had to kind of go extreme and fascist type of in a type of way, and so it's like, you either live in a fascist commune, 
or a religious commune, which we're going to get into the religious part very quickly, and then there's just like the communist communes, and the communist communes are good. They even had an episode, like episode three, the big episode, Ron Swanson, not Ron Swanson, uh, Nick Offerman plays a gay man who meets another gay man during the apocalypse, and he's one of those like doomsday preppers, which has changed my mind on the doomsday preppers, because like right now when things are, things are okay right now, we're going to go with things are okay right now, uh, it's not that bad. You know, like, those guys are like, you guys, those guys are fucking insane. But if shit like that happens, you're like, man, I wish I would listen to that guy. <laughs> you know, shit like that. But anyways, though, you know, that was cool. So, like, you had that, you know, guys like that. And it's just, like, two guys and self-sufficient, doomsday preppers and type, type of stuff like that. Uh, and that's that was that. And then you go to Oregon. There was, like, a commune. Uh, was it Oregon? No, maybe Wyoming. Jackson, Wyoming, I think. It was commune or, like, uh, yeah, it's a commune. Oh, it's like communism? It's like, no, not like that. And he's like, yeah, it's basically communism. Like, we all work together and live in a community. It's This is communism. So that's, like, actually what communism is, like, that little area. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. You know, like, things couldn't have been as good as they are pre-COVID. I don't know. The world kind of just fucking sucks right now. Um, yeah, that. And then I had to go to, like, Salt Lake City area. And, uh, I just realized, because the Salt Lake City area goes to a subplot, like, they're supposed to go to a hospital there for a surgery to find this vaccine or whatever, and, uh, yeah, they ended up being, you know, there's, like, these raider groups or whatever, and it's a, a, you know, it's a group of uh, very religious people, it was a very religious Christian group, and, you know, me realizing this takes place in Utah, they're fucking Mormons, they're, they're Mormons. And this Mormon group, you know, uh, they've resorted to killing people and eating them. Now they don't just, like, eat them, like, raw, like, out of the out of the fucking body or whatever. You know, they, like, cut them up and cook them or whatever, you know. And uh, it, it makes you very uncomfortable. And especially if you took too long to understand that, like I did. And, like, ugh. And, you know, they're like, oh, we killed a deer. It's like, oh, it's still serve up the humans. Still have human. It's like a guy died or whatever. And, like, they're like, can we bury my dad's? Like, we'll bury your dad when... The, when the snow goes away, I'm like, we're eating my dad, aren't we? And like, ugh. Just like that. Like, the cannibalism, uh, it was just, that episode is just fucking fucked up. And like, the guy was like a religious leader, which like, piques my eyes. I'm like, yeah, religious people are fucking, <laughs> you know, I get fucking like that. But, uh, you know, if the apocalypse did happen, like something like that, like religious leaders would milk that shit. Everything they are, because they would be leaders and, uh, yeah, Ellie almost gets raped in the show, and, uh, yeah, and I was like, yep, yeah, that's pretty much what would happen, and I'm like, I think they got that part right, but I do think they go to the apocalypse, like, dealing with the apocalypse, uh, finding a good community, uh, finding a bad community, it's all in there, you know, uh, an angered community, it's very interesting. Last episode, that, that aired last night, that, last night to me, so I'm still, like, thinking about it, and like I said, I never played the game, uh, Basically, they were going to do surgery on Ellie to get something out of her brain. And basically what they could do with whatever they have in the brain could create an immunity to cordyceps. So if, like, you got infected with cordyceps, uh, they they wouldn't, like, destroy your brain or something like that. They were like, oh, you're already infected or something. It's something weird like that. That's what happened. But Joel, like, the, you know, the way it happened is, like, Joel learned that... Uh, that Ellie would die, spoilers alert, Ellie would die uh, due to the surgery. So, theoretically, if Ellie would die, 
However, they have a cure for this, this whole thing, and then humanity would have a second chance at what's going on. Uh, but for Joel, it was like, that. these are this like rebel group called the Fireflies are going to do this and make this. But in Joel's mind, it's like, you're not killing Ellie. That's all I have to live for. And so Joel just fucking goes off bloodbath. He kills everything. And you're like, Joel, I think they're injured enough. You can let them get away. But like honestly, though, realistically, in the real life, you won't let them get away. They're going to come back for revenge. That's all that's going to happen. So, like, he, you know, he had to do that. If he, like, if he's going to save Ellie, he had to do everything he had to do. Like, 100%. That's what hap- had to happen. Um, you know, but Joel lied, you know, in the end about, like, why she's alive. You know, it's like, she's there and, like, they're leaving and shit like that. At the end of it all, you know. And so, uh, Ellie's alive, and but she died and they got the thing. They, there's a possibility humanity could be saved. And so there's, like, the interesting decision about it. And that's how, like, you end the story, uh, you know. What? About how, like, this story is. So should Joel, would've, should, should Joel have let Ellie die to save humanity? Or should, he have, or should he have saved her and kept her alive and saved her? Because there's not even a chance that it could work. Like, should he even, even let her die to try and stuff like that? And... That's what, like, that's the whole argument. Like, should Ellie have died to save the world? Should Joel have fought to save Ellie in the end of it? And apparently in the game, like, there's a scene where he's getting, there's the doctor's confirmed surgery on him, and he's like, let her go. He's like, sir, but we have to do it. And Joel just kills the guy. And that's apparently a big plot point for the second game uh, that I have not gone into yet, so we're not going to do that. But, uh, yeah, so, like, but in the game, though, like, before you shoot the doctor, the doctor's unarmed. The doctor's never going to hurt you. Like, they'll let you just sit there. Like, you can't back out or anything. Like, to move forward in this game, you have to shoot the doctor. Like, and that's, like, a hard thing as the player to do. And stuff like that. Just kill an innocent person who's not going to fight back. So it's very interesting. But uh, I think we all forget that uh, Ellie should have made the decision in the first place. Adults made, made that decision of what's going on. But I think Ellie should have been the one to decide. And they should have gotten her consent. Because even though Ellie is a child... Uh, they should have gotten consent before they decide to murder. Before you get murdered, you should, you know, uh, for a greater cause, you should uh, be known about that. You should be aware and be able to make that decision yourself because uh, I believe that all women should be in charge of their own. I think we should all be in charge of our own bodies. Just And Ellie definitely should have been. So Ellie should have made that decision. And uh, she was not able to make that decision. Adults made decisions for their own agendas, and that's the crazy thing. So that's The Last of Us. Uh, please tell me what you liked about the show, because I just... <coughs> I, have, I have to sneeze. No, that's what I was going to say, so... <laughs> have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon 
Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time for that segment, <clears throat> Know Our Table, where I go over all of your questions and then I answer them, and then we uh, all become we become a better society. We become better society than uh, the society from The Last of Us. Uh, that's right. I, I brought up the last segment too. It's not like I took a break while everything was bouncing and every shit like that. You know. Uh, you know. This is the type of guy you get. You know who I am. Um, first question we got here. Do you stare at buttholes during sexy time? What? Uh, my husband loves to go down on me when he's really good at it. I also love doggy style. But after three kids, I have a hemorrhoid, and I'm so self-conscious of it. I don't like to do those things as much anymore, or I do it, but I'm worried the whole time. My husband has assured me assured me he loves all of me, including my butthole, <laughs> but I don't believe him. He always wants me to sit on his face... I just can't bring myself to do it, even though it's so hot and I used to love it. Help. Um, first of all, um, first of all, I do have to say, you know, I, we, I have to say this, like, for the guys, I'm like, I'm a guy, I have one brother. He's gay, but he's still a brother. It's like, I grew up with men, and like, you know, it's like, my dad, my mom, they were together, you know, you know, it's like, marriage is hard especially on the kids, but, you know, my parents are the results of uh, them staying together. So what does that say about me? Um, but So, yeah, I did not know you can get hemorrhoids from giving childbirth. Uh, I'm not going to, like, f try to fight her on that. You know, like, there's, like, you know, the men, like, men and women, like, but it's, like, always, like, men who look like the doofuses in this argument. Like, we don't know how the other body works, you know? We can only worry about our own, you know? Um, but yeah, apparently you can have hemorrhoids after you have kids. I guess you're pushing so hard. I guess you're pushing so hard. You know, you shit yourself when you have babies. I'm just, I, I heard about it and you know, I'm okay with it. You know, that, the whole experience is gross anyway. So I'm like, I'm not going to be trying to be fucking 
It's like, honey, can you not do that? I'm trying to jerk off here while you're giving birth to a child. Um, so, like, she's self-conscious about it. Uh, but you're not... Um, anyways, though, I didn't know hemorrhoids. Uh, first of all, if you have hemorrhoids, get a bidet. I'm telling you, get a bidet. You will not have hemorrhoids anymore if you get a bidet. I don't, I don't know what it... I think it's because we all wipe too hard, you know? Because we wipe too hard because we're trying to clean ourselves. And there's only so much you can clean with a, you know, a very poor, soft paper toilet paper thing, you know? There's only so much you can get. Like, the only thing you can get that off is water, maybe soap, but, like, if it's, like, a bidet power washer, like, you'll get it off. Like, maybe get some soap in the shower, you'll you'll be good. Um, so, anyways, though, we're talking about, like, your husband's experience with you. I'm gonna tell you. You've had three kids, and that guy still wants you to sit on his face. You know, this thing, though, like, you know, some women do just keep on the weight after they have kids, you know? And I'm not shaming that. I'm not shaming that, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> and, like, did you gain some weight after the kids? Like, it makes sense you do. I'm not shaming you. But it's also very impressive when women are like, I lost the weight after it. I'm like, you know, that's good because, like, weight loss is discipline and very much like that. Uh, but then you also have kids. You're like, I don't think I can do this fucking. I have to take care of these fucking kids. Um, anyways, though, the fact that your husband... Still wants you to fucking sit on his face. Like, I... No, I'm not going to talk about Josh like that. I was, like, going to tell you what Josh told me. And I was like, I'm I'm not going to... You know, after I said his name, usually I would start off with... I have a friend who told me, and then I said it was Josh. And, like, so now I can't even tell the story. Uh, I have other married couple friends, not Josh. I'm not going to tell any stories about him. So make sure you know he's it's not Josh. You know, I guess they still have a good sex life. You know, I have one friend who's like... You know, when she's pregnant, you know, when she's pregnant, you can't get her pregnant twice. Just unprotected sex. I'm like, yeah, but there's also another problem. You know, there's something there, uh, you know, that's going on. But, uh, no, it sounds like your husband's so attracted to you. And, uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, I think here's the problem I think you have. It's like your husband is a very good husband. He's very enthusiastic about it. But you... You know, you, you feel different after the three kids, you know, with the, the whole, with your butthole and shit like that. And so you're, you've gotten a lot more self-conscious, but he still see, sees you in the same light. And I, I, I genuinely think with your husband, he's a good husband. He genuinely wants you to know that he really still does find you sexy, still finds you hot, regardless of hemorrhoids and shit like that. Honestly, though, like at the rate I'm going with, if she doesn't have hemorrhoids, I'm like, are you mentally ill or something? I, I need to know what's going on with you. Uh, so it sounds like he still does, but there's, like, nothing he can, like, say to convince you about that. And, you know, it's not his fault. Like, and there's nothing, like, I don't even, I, actually, it's probably more your fault than his fault because, like, like, there's probably nothing he can say to make you feel better. But, so, you just have to trust him. Like, it sounds like he doesn't cheat. Like, this... The way you describe this man does not sound like he cheats on it. He would never cheat on anyone. Like, I don't think he has the capacity to. Like, I don't have the capacity to cheat on people, uh, mainly because, one, I talk too much. Like, like I'm not, yeah, I'm like, you're hooking up with someone. You're cheating on your wife. Yeah, you know, my wife, she really likes this show. We're watching something on fucking Netflix. She's like, my wife really likes this show. That's why I couldn't cheat. And also, it's just like, I don't have the mental capacity to... Like you you can compartmentalize the mental capacity to do it, but, like, I don't. That's not how my mind can compartmentalize that. Anyways, though, 
Um, just don't fucking worry about it. That's the best answer I can give you. Just don't worry about it. <clears throat> What's the next one? Why would a girl want me to take my condom off during sex? What? <sighs> okay. Uh, Congratulations. You played yourself. And I think we also need to deal with. That's rough. Okay. So, ideally, if we're going to just talk about how humans work for a second. I'm looking at the fucking, you know, the outline of the show I got here, and it's like, I'm on page 9 of 11. <laughs> if you did fuck up. If you're in the Twin Towers. <laughs> that was horrible. Okay. Um, why would a girl want you to take off a conjuring sex? So, um, the, you know, it, it technically is better for both parties when it's, you know, you're just raw. Like, I think... That's why some women are just down for birth, like regular birth control options other than condoms, you know? Like, this is better on, and you know what? I just really don't want to worry about pregnancy because if I was a woman, I'd be like, you know, I'm I'm going to take my pregnancy pills. You know, I take my antidepressants. I have side effects with them. I'm just like, I deal with this because it's a little bit better of a life. And it's like, if I took, I would take, like, a, I would get the Eva ring or whatever and be like, you know what? It makes me feel this way, but uh, I like the life I live with this, you know? Shit like that. So it could be because she wants an emotional connection and it feels better. That's an option. So, but there, but there's a, a lot more. I realize this was my shoulder rest was not down. There is also a lot of other things that could be going on here. Like, uh, she wants you to get her pregnant, and uh, that way you get pregnant. And she even like, I don't need you, and she gets child support money off of you because it's very easy. You know, it's very you know, and shit like that. You know. I've heard some, like, I've just heard a lot of fucking crazy child support stories. And they're like, and I have, like, friends who are like, yeah, they're, whoever that guy is needs to be paying child support. And, you know, we can debate how much they need to pay every day for the rest of our lives. But at the same time, it's like, this dude doesn't want anything to do with this child. Like, he needs to be, like, putting in some money in so it's like, the mom isn't, like, fucking suffering through bills. And, like, yeah, I'm glad you can eat tonight because I'm not, you know, it's fucking thing like that. Oh, so yeah, we got, we got, you know, have a baby and shit like that, and she's trying to get your money because, honestly, ladies, that's honestly the real answer. Why do you think that chick decided to, like, she had sex with Drake, and Drake wore a condom because Drake's that silly goose, uh, and then when Drake was done, you know, he, you know, he took condom off, and he put hot sauce in it, and you're like, and then you think about, like, you know, if you're a guy, you're like, why the fuck are you putting hot sauce in your fucking used condoms, you know? I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, man. And then you're like, this chick was putting it, putting that shit, trying to put that shit up her vag, and the hot sauce just fucking burned her, you know? It's like, it's like shit like that, and it's like, she wants to take your condom off. Uh, so she's probably trapping you, maybe trying to keep you in a relationship, because maybe, because even if it's like, oh, and get money off this guy if I get child support, which is not a good way to raise a child, I'll tell you that. But she also, like, once you stick around, if you have a child, you'll stick around or whatever, or she likes you. But uh, if you're poor uh, and she does that to you, she played herself. Congratulations. You played yourself. So that's it. But also, it feels it's better to not wear a condom. Like, we all know that rule. Like, we do it because, cause, cause, you know, you fucking hate kids. My dude, I, I bought my friend... He has two daughters. I think she's the daughters are five and two. I bought them recorders. You know, the ones you played in fourth grade. And the oldest one told her dad, I'm going to play this every day. 
He was like so upset at me for. Oh, so good. What'd you say? Did you get fucked up? Yeah. Just wanna hit that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it feels better, but also, like, probably child, to make you make a child, and money-related things. It all could happen. I don't know who you are, though. You could be a loser. What is the point of working hard to be your best self if your best self will always be worse than someone else's best self? So I would say the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask this question would be, uh, not the question, the first thing I would always tell anyone who would ask me a fucking question like this would be stop comparing yourself to others because I've, and, you know, and I'm going to give a rant uh, because this is a podcast and this is where I give rants, but this rant isn't just for you. This is also for me as well because I literally struggle with this and I have to tell myself this constantly that you should stop comparing yourself to others because comparing yourself to others uh, is just a, not a healthy mindset to live your life because if you continue to do that, like your life doesn't get better. It just gets worse because you're trying to better someone else and, you know, you can never better yourself. Was it Dave Mustaine? Was, is he's from Megadeth? Like, he got kicked out of Metallica, and then he created Megadeth. And Megadeth, you know, very successful band, did the gamut. They're very successful. However, he was kicked out of, I don't even know if it's Dave Mustaine. I think like that's his name. Anyways, though, he was the former guitarist of Metallica. And Metallica also went to do big and better things. And, like, I think Metallica is probably, probably a bigger band than Megadeth. But at the same time, if you're, in, you know, if you're that guy... You, you're just like jealous of Megade- of Metallica's fame because they kicked you out and you did all this thing all all these things out of spite and you know I do say I can do all things through spite that strengthens me but uh, at the same time like you can't be living that way uh, that's a book I read uh, I learned that from was it uh, the Soul Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson it's Mark Manson yeah it's Mark Manson uh, it's not Charlie Manson I always think about that. But no, it's a good book. It, it It's good at prioritizing uh, what you should give a fuck. Like, you know, giving a fuck. Like, that's the idea of the book. Like, uh, prioritize. It's good telling you to prioritize what you should give a fuck about and what you shouldn't give a fuck about and everything you keep in between, you know, and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, comparing yourself to someone else and trying to live up to them in revenge or whatever, it's not a good thing. But, yeah. No, why you should work hard to be your best self is because you should uh, be the best. As her boy GMC for show, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. Swag, 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 swag. Um, yeah, no, you should always strive to be the, a, a good person of yourself. Because at the end of the day, you know, life is short. Uh, we only have so much, so long to live. And so you want to be the best version of yourself that you want to be. And you want to, you know, you think about what's the point of it? Because, like, if I'm going to exist, I'm going to be, I'm going to exist the best way possible. And you should be existing the best way you possibly can be. Um, that's what I think about it. But I think the biggest problem is comparing yourself to others because uh, that's just a long rabbit hole. You're never going to get over. Like I talked about Megadeth and Metallica. But something you're never going to get over and something uh, that's going to be like in the back of your mind for the rest of your life. I'm like, I want to prove to this person a point. Like that person doesn't give a shit. That person's a fucking loser. So think about that.
What is a sign that someone watches too much porn? What? All right, what is a sign someone watches too much porn? Because, like, I look at porn, I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm also single. So, it, it, so you know, I think we have a question. Do we have a question? No. There's a question I, I have prepped in, like, our backups folder or whatever uh, about, like, porn or whatever. Like, a guy's like, I don't watch porn or whatever. Um... What's the problem with watching too much porn? Okay, one problem I would say if you don't watch, if you're watching too much porn, uh, if you're about to hook up with a, a, a real woman, a real woman, IRL women, you, know, you talk about e-girls, like e-girls imply the existence of IRL girls. That's a fact. So that means real women exist. Like those women on OnlyFans, those are real people. Like you're like, you mean to tell me that I can pay ten dollars and see a woman? have the worst sex of her life. You're like, yeah. But will she act like it's the best sex of her life? No, she won't. She will not do that. So that's what, that's, that's OnlyFans for you. So, uh, and OnlyFans should be porn and women don't understand what porn is because they've never seen a porn. Uh, but aside a man, I'm gonna assume this is a man that watches too much porn. Uh, I want to say, though, it's like they're getting ready to hook up with a real-life woman, a real woman, a woman that exists in the real world. And I'm going to tell you, uh, they cannot get hard for her. You're like, does this guy have, like, erectile dysfunction issues? Um, not as far as we know, but they are able to jerk off ten times a day when they watch porn, meaning they probably can get hard for at least a couple of those. Uh, and stuff like that, and you watch real porn, like, yeah, I can only get it up to porn. I'm like, that's that's a big sign. That's like, to me, when I say, like, you watch too much porn, it's like, okay, maybe you watch too much porn. Like, is it affecting how you socialize and go throughout your day? And you're like, I have to wake up, I have to jerk off, I have to wash my hands, and you know what, I have to jerk off again. You know, like, there's a couple of, I saw, like, one of those, like, strange addictions, like, we're addicted to coffee enemas. And I'm like, that's a problem, and they like got stay-at-home jobs so they could do their coffee enemas and still have a job. Like that means something has taken over your life. Like is, is porn taken over your life that way? Have his porn taken off so far that like you have to work from home because you have to be jerking off to porn uh, or whatever? But that doesn't sound like a jerk-off addiction. That doesn't sound like a porn addiction. It's, I don't know. It's like if you, I don't know. So you look at a real woman, you can't get hard, but you look at porn on your phone, and it's like, you can get hard. It's like, that's probably that's probably a bad sign. That's like, her mind's not working right, you know. But uh, I'm not a doctor. What am I? But I am also the smartest person you know. I'm not a doctor. I like to say, I'm not a doctor, but I'm, not, but I'm also like the smartest person you all know. Is it honestly worth to go to college if student debt is so high? I'm still just a sophomore in high school, but I want to know... For the future, the second I'm able to drive without a parent in the car, I'm going to probably get a job as I want to save for the future. And I want to buy snacks. I want to go to college, but at the same time, I don't want a massive debt burden on me. I might get a scholarship in April if I pass a test, which will hopefully help me. So I have a college, actual college degree, and I've thought about getting a master's. And, you know, as you know, I've thought about getting a master's, and, like, those thoughts have gone on for days. And, uh... It always ends with, my life's not going to change if I get a master's. And so, that's one thing. 
it's a good question, and I think they don't actually do a good job because, you know, my parents were like, you should go to college, go to college, and, like, I'm pretty sure they lied to me. It was like, Jesus won't love you if you don't go to college. I swear they said that to me at one point. Like, I can't be hallucinating that goddamn bullshit. They're just, like, hiding their fucking tracks. But, uh, you know, my parents were so gung-ho about going home. Like, I want to get a music degree. And, like, they should have known, like, he wants a music degree. He's fucking out of his goddamn mind. But they're like, no, we want you to get a music degree. <laughs> I got a fucking music degree. Given it is music, per, like, music technology, and there's, like, technology is a big thing, you know. But, like, at the same time, I, you know, I think about it. But then, you know, and then I finished college, you know. Here's the thing, I finished college, and I started working, like, day jobs to try to support a music career. And uh, I was working for people who didn't go to college. And that's the thing, they're like, you know, I'm more educated than you, and you're getting paid more than me. That's that's the life I'm living right now. Because, you know, I finished college with a degree. It's not too worthless, and so if I needed to make money, I had to work a job. Uh, that doesn't, re- like, the only job I can get are jobs that don't require college degrees. And it's stuff like that. And, you know, if it's, you know, I think if it's a degree like, oh, if you get like this high top engineering degree or, you know, then you'll definitely be getting a college uh, job out of college. They told us that like 100% placement jobs, like I did not get a job in audio out of college. 100%. Unless you can't like this podcast, like I started a couple months after I graduated. It's like, if you're you're counting this like 100% job placement, I'm like, that's fucking goddamn bullshit. So... I think you have to realize, like, what is your major, what job are you able to get if you show on your resume that you study this major? Because I went from Missouri to Tennessee and went on my resume and said I had a, you know, a bachelor's degree, and but it was also in Missouri from a school they didn't hear. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter because, like, they're not going to, they don't care unless, like, the school looks, like, very important. And they're like, you got to go to college, just any fucking college ever. You know, it doesn't matter if they're good or not. Um Stuff like that. So I really do have to, I really do tell people, like, only go to college if it's, like, you know. But I also, like, really enjoyed the, col- the college experience was great. And, like, it's fun to do. And I, it's hard to tell people don't do that. But, like, if money's a thing before you even graduate high school, if money's going to be a fucking problem, then college probably isn't for you. You should just probably uh, work at McDonald's and work up to be a manager or some shit like that. Because, honestly, it's all, the only thing that gets you ahead in life is just fucking kissing ass. So, yeah. So, if, like, you can get a college degree in something that, like, honestly, like, gets you a billion-dollar paying job or, like, a high-paying job, like, a week after you graduate, go for it. Like, you know that degree? Yeah. But even if it's, like, yeah, I'm still going to struggle after this or you're a teacher. Um, if you're a teacher, you have to get a college. But if you're anywhere that's, like, I have a music degree. I'm going to be a musician. People are going to play me to play music for them. And you're like, no one wants you to play music for them. And uh, that's that's the idea. So you're going to be broke. And you're going to be just as bad off as uh, the people who were like, yeah, if I wouldn't want to college, my life would be better. I'm like, no one's saying that. They're like, I'm going to get a construction job, and they're going to pay me more than uh, that musician who's playing at that bar Saturday night. That's just how it is. That's the way it is. Yeah. He's feeling good all the time. <coughs> what the hell is going on here? Is it bad? <coughs> okay. Is it bad I find other girls attractive after getting a girlfriend? 
I got my first girlfriend ever and she's beautiful. Honestly, I can't believe I pulled her. However, I feel like an absolute scumbag because I find myself finding other girls attractive. How do I not do this? So, you're pro here's yeah, you're this is clearly like a high schooler going through this shit. Um here's the thing you gotta fucking realize about life. Um, this is like a life lesson. You know, there's a difference between loving someone and finding someone attractive. So finding someone attractive is like, you know, if my wife just died right now. In two years passed, so I had a proper amount of time to mow, mourn her death. I would totally fuck that chick right there. That's the difference between be loving someone and being attracted to someone. Loving someone is uh, they die and you mourn for two years, uh, and then you finally have. Then you can finally be like, I want to have sex with that person. Uh, finding someone attractive is like, oh, she's hot. I'd love to bang her, but I'm married. Uh, that's what finding someone attractive is in. Uh, that's the thing, you know, that's the thing with life. It's okay to find someone attractive. Like, maybe your wife doesn't want to hear about it. And you have to understand that it's okay to not tell her about it. You're like, oh, that chick's hot, you know. So, and you're like, if she's not into the mood later, I'm going to jerk off to, an, to me and her fucking, you know. There's something like, okay, that's okay, you know. It's like, but I think you feel like a scumbag because, like, you think some finding someone else attractive is cheating. No, it's okay. We find things attractive. I guarantee you, you talk to your woman. Uh, think about a guy who we all think is attractive. Um, Danny DeVito. That's what comes to my mind. And be like, what do you think about Danny DeVito? And she's like, oh. And if she's nervous about saying another guy's attractive around you, her face will turn red. Her face will turn red out of embarrassment. You're like, oh, Danny DeVito? I don't know. But in her mind, she's like, Oh my God, I want him to fucking rail me against the wall. Because it's Danny DeVito. We all want Danny DeVito to rail us against the wall. That's nothing new. So don't feel like a scumbag because you think someone's attractive. You don't have to even tell your partner you think someone's attractive. You just got to be loyal and trusting and always by my side. Um, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Man proposes and God disposes. Let's move on to our last question we got here. All right. Why are people anti-tobacco yet pro-alcohol and why? Alcohol is a powerful drug. Kills thousands, ruins lives, and families. Bit tired of seeing all the OMG. Why would you post, post of late the judgment? I see it so strange. Like, one is better than the other. The irony is incredible. So seriously, why all the hate for anything and everything that isn't alcohol? So, yeah. So, this is a very long stage debate you know how like it's socially acceptable to drink alcohol even though like alcohol is really not good for you as someone who drinks i will tell you it's probably not good for you uh but then like pe people who are like smoking weed just because there's like you can get a medical card from an actual doctor that says hey my patient needs to smoke weed they're like this is medicine but at the same time uh weed is also just as bad for you uh, especially if you're, like, legit smoking it, like, real smoke, you know, because, like, it's getting into your lungs, it's bad for you, and that's also coming from someone who smokes weed, too. I, I do both, and I don't think any, either one is better than the other, uh, but, yeah, there's been a big campaign because we grew, I, I guess I grew up on the campaign, like, marijuana is so bad, and they legit talked about how more bad 
weed is than like meth, cocaine, coke, crack, and shit like that. Over like you know, over weed, and and then now we're at a point where like states are legalizing it. I live in a legal state right now, and like you smoke weed, and you're like, it just turns you into pota- into a potato. Like that's all I tell people. I'm like. Weed is just, like, the potato drug. It just turns into a potato. But, like, smoking it can damage your lungs, so, like, edibles can be better for you and other... There's other ways you can do it, but at the same time, like, we're all just getting high and just, like, trying to have a good day. And getting drunk is, like, you're trying to just get drunk and feel good and have a good day, help you fall asleep a little bit easier. So I always think they're both just as bad for you. However, I think... I think probably drinking has probably been more popular in the recent... 150 years of human existence, especially in the United States. And that's why, uh, you know, bars and stuff like that. And they had prohibition. And making something illegal makes more people want to do it. You know, that's how it works. And so more people start drinking and drinking because it's illegal and it's, like, fun to do the risk, stuff like that. So that's why alcohol became so popular. That's why they uh, reversed abolition, you know, on alcohol. But weed's illegal and now... We're slowly learning that weed's not that bad because white people are doing it. So, yeah, um, both are just as bad for each other. I treat both the same way. I'm like, people who, like, don't understand weed who don't smoke weed, which I get because, like, if you don't smoke weed, you're not going to fucking understand what people are fucking saying about it. But I say, like, yeah, it's like, I would say it's similar to alcohol, but, like, you know, alcohol side effects would be like, oh, yeah, you fall asleep. Uh, You could be super angry. You could just be, I love you, man. You know, I love you. type of shit, but we just, like, it just turns into a potato, and so people are like, they're a menace to society, or whatever. So that's, you know, that's really what I want to say on that. But, yeah, tobacco, you know, anti-tobacco and alcohol, this doesn't even have anything to say about weed. Why was I talking about weed? Tobacco is actually way worse than alcohol, because tobacco forces people to smoke all day, but uh, alcohol, you're like, I'm just going to smoke. I'm just going to drink this after I get done with all my chores for the day and when I'm in relaxation time. So maybe that's the difference between alcohol and tobacco. Uh, I thought you were talking about weed. Uh-oh. Anyways. <sighs> that's how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Schwizzy. That was I'm going to do an Irish accent. Top of the morning to you. Uh, would you like my eggs? That's That's not good at all. Anyways. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. It means the world to me. 117 episodes. Almost to 120. Uh, very far away from 420. We did 69. We did 100. What is our next big number? 150. And then maybe 159 if we're lucky. And then, I don't know. We can't do another 69 episode. Uh, anyways, though, thank you for listening to the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast, Cancel Sweezy. Social media, at the Shweezy. My music under Shweezy. It's like, take the cancel out of cancel Shweezy. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Make sure you're subscribing if you have an Amazon Prime account to give us a little credit that's not getting back to you. Patreon page to say thank you for being a friend. And if you're on the audio platforms, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. Seeing the highlights, sharing the highlights with your friends, leaving comments if you actually have something to say. Because I actually am very curious what other people have to say on the dumb fucking shit I say. And uh, if you're on the audio platforms, leave a review and give a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, honk, feel butt drugs, and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. 
Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.